Morning guys, welcome to Tuesday Mana. Today, I wanna to talk about fear, okay? And I think like 90% of the time when someone is talking about biblical fear, they bring up the 365 times in the, that the Bible says, do not fear, which is amazing, okay? But today, I wanna to talk about the one fear that the Bible encourages, the fear that when we embrace, we can let every other fear go. Say that again, when we embrace this fear, we don't have to fear anything else. And of course, that's the fear of the Lord. So before we jump into it too much, let's pray and let's invite God to jump in and speak to us through his servant and through his word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and I thank you so much for who you are. God, I pray that every day we would get a better understanding of who you are. God, that we would understand who you are and become more like your son, God, who is you in human form. God, I thank you for that. God, I pray that you'd bless this time. Speak through your words, we pray. It's in your name. Everyone said, amen. All right, so I wanna look at three things when we're talking about the fear of God. The first is several verses that stick out. Um, I wanna kinda of talk about a definition of fear. Um, and I want to look at one Bible story that specifically uses that. So there are several verses that come to mind when I'm thinking about fear. Of course, the first one is Proverbs 9.10, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight, right? So where does wisdom start? It starts with the fear of the Lord. Um, Proverbs 14, 26 and 27 says, In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Um, I was reading just in my New Living Translation Bible, you know, February 14th, I was reading Psalm 14, or excuse me, Proverbs 14, and the way that it put it here, I really enjoy it. It says, Those who fear the Lord are secure. We are secure in the fearing of the Lord. He will be a refuge for their children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death, right? From sin, it offers escape from that. Um, Proverbs 8, 13 says, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. So these are just the tip of it, right? There are so many things we could talk about with the fear of the Lord. Another thing is Job. When Job's final argument, when he's talking to his friends, he says in Job 28, 28, he, and he said to man, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And turn away from evil, and to turn away from evil, excuse me, is understanding. Okay, there's so many examples in the New Testament too. Here's one, Ephesians 5, 21, submitting to one another out of reverence, fear for Christ, right? So I think the first thing we need to do is we really need to define fear. In the world that we live in, unfortunately, everyone is twisting the good words, the good quality that come from the Bible, the good qualities, and they're making them twisted and not correct, right? So we need to clearly define how we look at fear. Um, when I was looking, there's several ways that the Bible uses um, fear. Um, one of them is the first, fear, terror, fearing, right? Having the terror of something, something that is awesome or terrifying, a terrifying thing. And the last one, fear of God, which is respect, reverence, piety, 
or God is to be revered. So when we think of the fear of God, um, for me, I know I relate it to the fear of my father. Now, I know that not everybody had a great earthly father, but I did, right? And I know that when I grew up, as I grew up, my dad asked me to do things. I wanted to do them well. Because my dad was respected, I, wanna, I wanted to be respected for him. And because I knew that if I didn't do it well, if I didn't put my all on it, right, I, had, I could fear punishment, his belt, which is not a bad thing, right? Because my dad held me in my line. My dad loved me. And I think the fear of God is very similar. So maybe you didn't have a great dad, but that your mom, maybe it was your mom, maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a counselor, maybe it's a pastor that you look up to, right? That we know that can help hold us accountable. Being held accountable is not a bad thing, right? So when I think of the fear of God, I think of the reverence that we have towards our father. But then when we think of that, we have to think bigger than just like my dad, right? Because God, our heavenly father, created everything in existence, everything that we know. It's amazing. The size of the universe, it's crazy. If you have a chance, um, Francis Chan actually did a part, did a YouTube video where he talked about the size of the universe. And right, God holds that in his hands. So how big is our God? And I think that's the other part of fear, right? Being in awe of God. I think sometimes we use, I know me specifically, use the word awesome too much. There's really only one true de definition of awesome, and that's God and everything that he is because he is holy, right? He is something that we cannot be apart from Christ, apart from God, right? So another part of the fear is understanding God's holiness. Sometimes we mix up and we don't understand that God is love, but God is also holy, right? Um, and with that, I want to go into the story today. The story I want to look into is Noah, okay? And we all know the story of Noah, right? So I want to preface this with saying, as much as we don't fully understand the love of God, I think that much, we also don't understand how much God hates sin, because I don't think we can. We are, right? We are sinful beings. And apart from Christ, we would live in that sin. God hates sin because of what it does to us, right? It puts a gap between us and God. We cannot reach God because of our sin. And he hates that gap so much that he sent his son, right? The only way that he could fill that gap, the only way that he could bridge that gap was to come down to earth in the form of Jesus, in the form of his son, um, live a perfect life and die on that cross, right? To fill that gap that we can say, Jesus, I accept you. I understand you. I understand that you are the only way to God. Um, but in understanding that hatred of sin, we can look at Noah, right? Because sin had entered the world and almost every human being was affected by this and every human being was affected and they were all living perverse lives right they were all living out their sin living it out except for one man right and God says Noah right he finds Noah who is a man who searches for God a man that God will save humanity by um and if we look in in his story is in Genesis 6 9 through 22 um 
And I just want to read that so we can get a brief understanding of what was happening. Right? Um, so, this is titled, Noah and the Flood. It says, Genesis 6, verse 9, These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Blameless, right? Everyone else God had seen. Man, their perverse sin is corrupting them. Noah walked with God, and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark is 300 cubits, its breadth 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to the cubic to a cubic above and set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth and destroy all flesh, which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wives, and your sons' wives with you. And every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark and keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds according to their kind and the animals according to their kind and of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, two of every sort shall come in to you to keep them alive. Also take it, take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It will serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded. So in this, obviously, we see the wrath of God against sin, right? He found one righteous human being, and he and his family would be spared. Um, it's cool because in Hebrews 11, right, we have the hall of faith, and it talks about Noah, right? And here's what it says, Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for, saving, for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Right? Noah saw the wickedness around them, and in fear of what God was about to do, he built an ark. He constructed the ark just as God had told him to. He completed the work that God had for him, and in that, saved the world, right? Um, so here's my challenge today, right? I want us, I think sometimes we get desensitized to who God is. And we get desensitized to the holiness of God because we choose to look at the love of God, which God's love is great. And I actually want to continue this by looking at fear versus love because God, it doesn't say that God, you know, um, that it says, sorry, it says that God loved us so much that he sent his son. Um, so I want to continue looking at the fear versus love of God. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in the love of God that we don't stop and remember that God is holy and God is just and God hates sin. So my challenge for you today is to just 
get into your Bible and every day understand more and more about God. Don't form God into your own ideals. Don't form the God that you want to serve. But look into the Bible and see who God is. Because when we have a healthy fear of God, we don't have to fear anything else. Because God is with us in everything. Jesus has our back. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. 100% God, 100% man. The perfect sacrifice, the perfect bridge to bridge the gap that sin caused between us and God. So go out today and remember who our God is. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. 